Welcome to Why Sew, the podcast where some of your favorite sewing personalities and rising stars share what motivates them to create using needle and thread. I'm your host, Jason Prater, and with me today is Reen Wilcoxon of Embroidery Garden. Uh, she is the founder of Embroidery Garden and has been in the embroidery design business for a uh, a reasonably long time, and I'm, I'm really excited to get to talk to her today and find out why she sews. So welcome to the podcast, Rain. How are you this morning? I'm good, Jason. How are you? I am doing just really, really well, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here this morning. I think you might be the first mostly embroiderer that I've interviewed, uh, so I'm excited about hearing all about why you do what you do. So, you know, I, I'm sure some of our listeners uh, are familiar with your website and your business and you, uh, but maybe for those that are not, you could tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am Reen Wilcoxon, owner of Embroidery Garden. I specialize in machine embroidery and my little niche in the world is in the hoop designs. If you're not familiar with in the hoop, they are designs that you do in your hoop for your embroidery machine. But when you're finished with them, you have an actual item, an actual 3D product. Maybe it's a bag, maybe it's a purse, maybe it's a wallet, something like that. I started doing this over 20 years ago. And that's when I first got my website going. And, you know, it's something that I really enjoy. I'm in Northern Indiana. I'm married, have two sons and two grandsons. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, so, and I always, I always start off with this, the Though your business is machine embroidery, is that what you consider yourself when you, in terms of your sewing hobby and now also business, do you, do you introduce yourself or talk to other people in the sewing world and say that you are a sewist, a sewer, a seamstress, a quilter crafter, omni crafter? How do you encapsulate all of what you do with a sewing machine? Well, I do kind of introduce myself as someone involved with machine embroidery mainly. I do enjoy to sew. And within the last you know, year or so, I really decided to get back to sewing and to make time for it because I've been so busy with, you know, the machine embroidery side that, you know, I haven't been sewing as much as, you know, I want to, or maybe I used to. So I'm definitely making time for it now. That's awesome. So how'd you get started in, in sewing period, not just machine embroidery, but what's sort of your first memories of sewing? How, how, well, how? like a lot of people, you know, my mother, Okay. And my grandmother and, you know, my aunts, I can remember being very young and, you know, they, when they all got together, they were either sewing or crafting anything. They were making things all the time. So, you know, that was a big influence. You know, when I was young, really little, you know, my role was just to be there and to watch, you know, and just kind of be surrounded by everything. And then as I got older, some of the first things that I did were, were more crafting. I remember every Christmas, one of the things I would get would be whatever was the newest craft thing out. I'm sure a lot of people remember like the loom with the big stretchy bands and you wove like little pot holders and stuff. So, you know, every year I would get something different, you know, and I really enjoyed doing those things. And, you know, the sewing, my mom sewed, my grandmother sewed. And I can remember visiting with my grandma. And of course, she had the old treadle machine. And, you know, she'd yep. let me, you know, push the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you, were, you got to be her engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can remember pushing that pedal 
And, you know, of course my mom had, you know, the electric sewing machine and stuff. And I'd sit there and watch her sew. And, you know, she would make clothes for me. And I don't ever remember sewing, you know, at a young age, I really didn't start to sew until like a lot of people got into junior high, mm. you know, the home ec class. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the ancient history of home economics that doesn't exist hardly anywhere anymore. Right. Right. Back then, you know, it was junior high, which was separate from high school. And, you know, the girls took cooking and sewing and the boys took wood shop and automotive mechanics or something like that. And that's where I really actually started doing my first sewing. And I remember making a skirt, making a pillow. And, but it's also a time that I learned a lot about different fabrics. I remember there was a Mm. huge bin. There was a ton of scraps in it and we had to make our own little fabric book and, you know, identify the different types of fabric there were, the different names, you know, if they're woven and, you know, or what they were made of and all that kind of stuff. I remember doing that distinctly and, you know, just going through junior high and, you know, taking those classes. Now, was it something that you took a particular liking to during that time and wanted to expand on? And if so, did you, how did you then go from that to doing it more on your own time as opposed to in a classroom? Yeah, it was something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, after getting out of school, you know, and then several, you know, years ago or years after that, you know, then here start coming, you know, the babies, you know, our son was born. And of course I wanted to make him things. And I did all the lay it kind of things. My husband actually bought me my first sewing machine that I owned. And I remember it was a really nice brother machine. You know, the kind that was like the metal machine, the nice sturdy kind of thing. And I remember making all those little layout items. And, oh, then I got into, I'm not really a garment sewer when I sew. I'm more of home deck and um, that type of thing. Having boys, you know, it's really hard to sew for boys. When they're little, (laughs) you can do all kinds of things for them. They get a little bit older toddlers, you can make toys and things. Then they start growing up. It's like, mom can't really make too many things for you. We don't want, we don't want pillows and, right. and curtains. What do you mean? <laughs> right. And those were the kinds of things that I really enjoyed to sew, you know, was the home deck items. Yeah. Very cool. How did the first things that you make turn out when at, at that time? And did you... You know, obviously you had sewn in middle school, but once you started sewing for, let's call it a hobby or for your house, were you good at it at this point? Had you learned enough skill in school or did you have to go somewhere else to learn? Well, I thought I was. I thought I was good. I thought I was really good. You know, when you're doing home deck, that's kind of easy, really. You know, yeah, you got to measure and stuff, but, you know, it's mostly straight sewing. Yeah. And you know, and even later on in life, uh, I got to where, you know, people wanted me to make curtains. There were never drapes, you know, they were mainly like curtains, balances and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I was pretty good. And a few other people did too. <laughs> That's funny. So when folks were asking you to do things uh, for them, what was that like? Did you gladly say, yes, I would love to help you make that? Or was it like, oh, gosh, I can't believe (laughs) another person wants me to help them sew this thing. God, how do I get out of this? Right. Well, you know, in the beginning, it's like all fun and stuff. And then, you know, when they start bringing you all types of things and it's this and it's that, and then it gets kind of, you know, but it, it wasn't something that I 
had to do. Yeah. Something that I could choose to do if I wanted to. Yeah. Then that kind of led, you know, later on, you know, in life, let's say maybe, maybe about 30 years ago, I started doing craft shows and I did these in conjunction with my husband's parents and they were like really big juried shows and his parents were the ones that kind of traveled. Now they didn't travel real far out of, you know, the area, but they were the ones that traveled and, you know, my kids were still young. So I wasn't really, you know, going out with them, but I was making the majority of the items, you know, for the shows. Okay. So you were kind of things, so you're making things and they were taking them around to these out like outdoor craft shows or indoor craft shows and right. selling them. What, what kind of things were you, were you creating then? So back then the big things were, it was country, you know, kind of country items, you know, yeah. we're talking, let's see, this is 20. 22 basically so it was like 1990 you know the kind of you know time where yeah. it was a lot of country things i remember doing a lot of like little bunnies a lot of blues things. and malls some of them were in malls some of them were outdoors some of them were in the like you know smaller convention centers and things like that my father-in-law he did like woodworking to kind of go with the stuff okay and we cool. did that for i'm going to say close to 10 years. And then we kind of like hit a plateau, you know, and then the shows, in my opinion, you know, they started going down, mm-hmm. you know, kind of started going downhill. And then that's when machine embroidery came along for me. And how did, right after that. How did you learn about machine embroidery? What's your first memories about machine embroidery and what intrigued you? Well, something happened to my sewing machine and I had to take it in. And I didn't even know that there was a dealer in our little town. And so, you know, I looked it up and, you know, there was one close by. I go and I take my machine in to be fixed. I'm talking, you know, to the guy and stuff about it. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this machine and it's just stitching and no one's buying it. It's stitching all by itself. What is this magic? Right. And I'm like, what is that? And so, of course, you know, being a dealer, you know, they start talking to me about it and telling me about it and everything. And when I left and went home, you know, it just, that's all I thought about was this machine. And then a week later, they called to say my sewing machine was ready. So I went back and I walked over to that embroidery machine and I just told them I want it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was kind of funny because it was, it was the first thing that the first big thing, and I can't really remember the price. I'm thinking it might've been five, $6,000, which is, you know, pennies compared to machines today. Yeah. But back then it was, you know, it was a lot of money. And I just said, I want it, you know, <laughs> just give it to me. And I bought the machine, the software, supplies and everything. That's fantastic. Now, so uh, once you had this machine, how'd you learn how to use it? And what did you do with it? What'd you make with it? Well, there's a funny little family story about the whole machine to begin with. So I get the machine home and immediately I'm regretting buying it because one, it's a big purchase. And I didn't even tell my husband, I just bought it. It's a big purchase. And I didn't know how to use it. Like you said, I knew nothing about machine embroidery. And so what I did was I got the machine in the house. I put it behind a chair and I put a blanket over top of it. A few days later, you know, a few days go by and my husband is like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I don't know, nothing. He goes, no, something's bothering you. So then I confess and say, I bought this machine and, you know, I go, I want to take it back. I don't know if they're going to take it back. I don't know how to use it, all this stuff. 
He goes, where is it? And I said, it's over there behind the chair with a blanket on top of it. (laughs) And so he was like, well, let's get it out. And so we got it out and, you know, I set it all up and then I went back into the store, you know, to start asking them, you know, you know, how to use it, you know, about stabilizers and all that. And that's kind of how I first started. It's not like you could just YouTube it back then, right? Right. Yeah. There was no, there was no Facebook. There was no YouTube. There was, you know, nothing. So what I did was I did get a little bit of help from the dealer. I didn't get a lot of help, but I knew as soon as I bought the machine, what I wanted to do was to create my own designs because that's what they had told me when I, you know, got the software. Oh, you're going to be able to create, you know, anything you want. And I didn't even have a computer to install the software on back then. I had to use our son, you know, was almost a teenager. He had a little Apple computer. And so he had to install the software on it. And I had to, you know, wait for time when he was at school so I could use the computer to do oh, my stuff. That's software. awesome. So, so you, that, you said something there that's interesting to me. So you were already thinking about, I mean, you hadn't even really used this machine yet, but you're already thinking, I want to make my own designs. Right. Did you have like a, like a background in designing or any kind of art? I mean, is, is, are you an artistic person just in general? Or Well, it's an interesting thing to think. I think I'm artistic, not like drawing wise, but creating something, you know, yeah. like, okay, if I wanted to create a pillow, well, I could, you know, design, you know, design it, you know, I couldn't like draw things to put on it, but I could come up with my plan and, you know, my design for it. So I think that, you know, I'm artistic in that way, not with a pen or, you know, paintbrush kind of artistic. Sure. So what kind of things did you, so how long did it take you to, to learn the machine and be, I won't say prolific with it, but at least, you know, productive with it, you know, how long did that take? And then what did you start doing with it? Well, I mean, what, I mean, you had been in sort of a a business, right? Where you were making crafty things to sell. Is that what your vision was to start making embroidered things to sell? And and did you do that? Well, yeah. My first thought was, oh, I'm going to embroider shirts. I'm going to do hats. I'm going to do monograms. I'm going to do all this stuff. So, you know, I start learning the machine and, you know, how to do this stuff. And I start, you know, doing some shirts for the family and things like that. And I did not like it. (laughs) Didn't like it at all. Too much pressure. Oh, is it straight? Did I get, you know, is it an eighth of an inch off? Is it crooked? Oh, the machine ate it. What am I going to do? You know, and that's, then I decided then that's not what I want to do. And so then I started looking more into the software and, you know, how to actually come about creating my own designs. So the software that you got, was it a full-blown digitizing package or was it more of just kind of an editing software? No, it was full-blown software, which I did not know how to use at all. So, you know, I'm trying to, at that time, find any information I can. You know, I'm scouring the internet looking for, you know, tutorials or, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And basically, I'm self-taught with, you know, and I'm, I'm constantly learning. I'll say that. I'm continually learning, even at this point. And I started with a few little applique designs. That was how I started out. I made them, stitched them out. And I thought, these are kind of cute. You know, and I, of course, you know, I was on the internet and back then it was Yahoo groups. That was like the big thing. And so, you know, I was joining all these Yahoo groups and seeing other people selling their designs. And I thought, well, I think mine are just as cute as theirs. You know, I'm going to, 
I want to try to sell mine. So, so you were selling these designs first in just like in a Yahoo group. I mean, that's, well, that's where I would advertise them. Okay. What, when I got, you know, some designs created, I went to our oldest son who by this time was about to graduate high school. And, you know, and both my sons are very prolific in with computers right now. They're both software engineers. And, you know, we started them with computers when they were first grade, you know, and they had them all through, you know, their lives, basically. So I went to my son and I said, can you build me a little website? And he did. It was primitive. You know, back then there wasn't there was an instant download. You had to, you know, you'd get your order and then you had to email the files out. But he built me a little website, you know, didn't have a whole bunch of bells and whistles on it, but he built it. And that's where I started selling my designs from my little appliques. Now, what year was this? Well, this was about 2001. Okay. I've been in business now. I just celebrated 21 years. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. And, you know, that's kind of how I started out. And it was kind of funny. You know, I put my designs, I had them on the website. I got the, you know, all the cart and everything, all working and everything. And I advertised in the Yahoo groups. And then it was cha-ching, you know, people started buying them. That's you know, I was amazed. How many designs did you start with at, at the launch of your website? How many designs were you offering? Oh, just very, very few. I remember it was a set of applique bugs, and I think there were six in it. And then I just started doing more and more, you know, small little sets like that. But again, I was amazed people were buying them. And what now? Were you creating your own artwork? Were you getting artwork from elsewhere and, and turning that into digitized designs? I mean, and you were, I assume you were doing all of the digitizing. I mean, yeah, I was doing all of the digitizing. I have always done all the digitizing, basically. My business is, it's me. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a one woman business here. That's fantastic. But back then, yeah, I, you know, these were simple appliques. We're talking very simple, like kind of coloring book type. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of it I could draw, you know, because that was very simple drawing. And some of it, you know, you can purchase clip art. Yeah, exactly. Neat. I love that. Well, step back from that, you know, especially with machine embroidery. I mean, I I imagine that in in part of that journey, how how much of of what you were doing was uh, to give gifts to people. You know, handmade gifts are always a part of a sewer's life, it seems. Were you using that machine to make handmade things for people? And, uh, you know, if if so, were were any of those gifts kind of special or stand out to you in any way? Oh, yeah. You know, I always made things for my mom, constantly made things for my mom um, and my mother-in-law, made a lot of things for her. You know, and as I progressed with my digitizing and, you know, got into this in the hoop, you know, part of it, just about everything that I created and made, you know, I'd make a uh, another sample, you know, for my mother or for my mother-in-law. And again, you know, with boys, it's a little bit harder to uh, make things for, you know, going back to sewing, I did make our oldest son a t-shirt quilt, mm. He, you know, and it was a lot of fun doing that. He is, you know, like a triathlete. Um, a marathoner, an Ironman five times over, you wow. know, so he got all these event shirts and he was just going to like toss them one day going through stuff. And I'm like, you know, no, don't do that. And so he gave them to me and, you know, I made a t-shirt quilt 
And it turned out really, really nice. I didn't do the quilting. I actually had, you know, a long arm uh, person do that, but it turned out really, really nice. And I think I'm trying to think when I actually did that, that might've been maybe about eight years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And that kind of brought me back to wanting to sew more way back then even. Yeah. Because it was something I know that my son just absolutely loves. Yeah. You know, I love those, I love those t-shirt quilts. Those are such a special thing. Right. Um, and it's not easy to do, you know, it takes a lot yeah. of time and effort to create a, a t-shirt quilt. Right. And this one was quite large, <laughs> you know, yeah. we had a lot of shirts. So, you know, I made a big one. That's fantastic. So in your, well, I guess I'll just ask it this way in your business and or in your personal sewing. I mean, what are some of your favorite things that you just have to have? Like what, what do you just can't live without uh, when you're doing machine embroidery? What is just absolute must have? So uh, uh, tools you're talking about? Yeah. Tools, gadgets, particular products, whatever. What is your sort of go-tos? Well, I love scissors. (laughs) I mean, if you opened up, I have a drawer and if you open it up, you'd see at least 20 different pairs of scissors. But I think you got to have different kinds of scissors. I like big shears. I like serrated scissors. I think everyone should have a pair of those. You know, of course, tiny little snips, pinking shears, a rotary cutter. Let's see, rulers. I kind of become a little ruler hog. (laughs) And so I have quite a few of those. Going to machine embroidery, my machine, I bought every single hoop there is for it. So, you know, I like to have every hoop, even though you buy a machine, it only comes with certain hoops. I go and I get all the extra hoops because I like to have every one of them mm-hmm. because they serve a purpose, you know? Yeah. And let's see, I'm looking around my room right now at the things that I really love. I have a gravity feed iron that I absolutely love, you know, cause I like to steam everything. I like to press everything as I go along in a project. Yeah. That's important. So how did you learn about or what attracted you to starting this sort of in the hoop stuff? You know, you see a lot of people out there nowadays, you know, it's become pretty, pretty popular technique doing these in the hoop projects where you can sew a bag or, a, you know, just all sorts of stuff in the hoop nowadays. Where'd you first see that or, or come across that notion? Well, you know, as I was starting to sell my appliques and little, you know, filled designs and that kind of thing on my website, I was also building my own Yahoo group. And even today, that's where a lot of my customer base and my uh, loyal followers have come from. They've been following me since those Yahoo days. And I had someone post in my group. They wanted just a little, they said a, like a lollipop holder so that their daughter could give it out at school. And I'm like, what? You know, how am I going to do that? What are are you talking about? And she said, oh, it could just be felt and have a couple of buttonholes in it and have happy Valentine's day or something related to it. So I, I created it and it was two pieces of felt with two buttonholes in it to stick the lollipop stick through. She loved it. I put it up in my group. Everybody loved it. And so from that simple little design, I was hooked. And then, you know, today I'm creating purses that have three zippers in them, separate pockets, all fully lined, all in the hoop in just one hooping. So it's kind of hard to explain how you go from a lollipop holder to, you know, a big purse with different compartments made in the hoop. But 
it was a process. Yeah. You know, and every time I start a new design, it's really a new process again. You know, yeah, I have my own techniques that I do, but they're like puzzles to me. I was going to say, yeah, those, those in the hoop projects, you know, you kind of have to have the right brain to think through, okay, I'm going to need to do this step. And then the machine's going to do this. And then I need to cut that. But I got to have this tape down for it doesn't move. There's a lot of moving parts to some of those designs, right? Oh, yes, definitely. I used to, you know, okay, prior to COVID, I taught and traveled for probably about five years, you know, across the country, going to various stores and venues, teaching my designs. And one of the questions that I was asked almost at every event was if I was an engineer or if I had some type of mathematical background. And it's like, no, I mean, I hate math. I... (laughs) I can't even, you know, I got to go to my kids or my husband to help me figure out, you know, some math that I need to do. That's awesome. Well, well let me ask you this. It's kind of a good segue into, into this question. You know, there's a lot of women, obviously, in this industry, a lot of very successful women business owners, and it's, it's such a neat industry because of that. Um, I just wonder how you view how sewing has provided you an opportunity in your life. I, I didn't get to ask, you know, did you ever do something else for a living other than your business in sewing? But, you know, how has sewing provided you with opportunity and, and what do you make of that? Well, you know, sewing has provided me a lot of opportunities and, you know, the machine embroidery, I've met tons of people. I've developed relationships with companies. I've collaborated with people, you know, throughout the years. And, you know, it, again, it allowed me to do a lot of traveling. I can't tell you how many states that I went to that, you know, I've I've taught at. I've written numerous blogs, uh, magazine articles, and all this came about because of what I do and just the opportunities that it brought to me, you know, to, you know, how one thing leads to another, you know, networking and stuff. If you would have asked me 20 years ago, if I would have thought I'd be doing what I'm doing today or, you know, have the opportunities that I have now, I would have said, no way, you know, that's not going to happen to me, but it did. That's, that's cool. Uh, are there any people specifically in the industry, you know, that have played an important role for you, particularly other sewists or makers or, you know, other business owners uh, or business leaders that have, have helped you in some way or that you admire for some specific reason uh, that stand out to you? Well, there's Angela Wolf, um, Joanne Banco. I met both of those at one of the very first events that I did. Blaine Austin of Sewing Machines Plus, he was a big influence in getting me out there to do all the teaching and the traveling that I did. John Douthit of All Brands really promoted me towards Brother, and I ended up writing a project book for them on one of the machines. Oh, gosh, there's just so many people that I met, so many store owners that I met, Amy Bauman. I even got to be on It's So Easy TV, you know, so it's through all these people and just, you know, like I said, the different things that everything leads to, you know, like try doing one thing and it leads to something else and something else. And so there have been a lot (laughs) of people out there who have helped me and influenced me. So, you know, thanks to them. Yeah. 
it's a common theme within the industry. So many helpful people willing to give, you know, their time and their energy and, and help other people. Even in many cases, I've seen it with competitors even, you know, that are just willing to help one another. And I think it makes this industry very unique uh, for sure. Right. I um, have a group of friends who kind of do, you know, the same thing that I do. They create designs, they have a website and we all support each other. You know, there's none of this, you know, backstabbing or I'm better than you, or I want to, you know, get ahead or, you know, get over on you or something or go quicker than you or anything. We support each other. We promote each other. And it's nice, you know, it's nice to do and nice to um, hear about people doing. Absolutely. Is there anything that you've like wanted to sew uh, outside of machine embroidery, but it's like some certain technique or something that you just haven't had a chance to try yet, but you'd really like to do kind of kind of a sewing bucket list item. Uh, is there something out there like that for you? Well, you know, like, you know, going back to high school and doing, you know, the skirt and the little projects that you did, I kind of wish I would have stayed and learned about garment sewing. You know, the, the garment sewing I do now are family pajama pants. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my, that's as far as I got with the garment sewing. For, for the obligatory Christmas picture. Right. But, you know, I wish I would have stayed with that and learned more about that. You know, even though I've made, like I said, the t-shirt quilt for my son, I really now I'm kind of getting more into quilting, more of the piecing you know, the t-shirt quilt, that's the front of the shirt, you know, some borders and things, but I want to do more actual quilting, you know, patterns and sewing together, but that can lead back to the machine embroidery because you can piece and quilt in the hoop. Yes. Yeah. That I was, as you were describing, I was thinking a whole new line of designs from embroidery garden, piecing and quilting in the hoop. Why not? Right, it kind of crosses over. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do, at least for the last year, is kind of cross over, you know, to the sewing people, to the embroidery people, and kind of try to mesh them together and bring them both, you know, kind of towards me, you know, to, to my business and stuff. Because you know, the people who have sewing machines, some of them have machines too that embroider and vice versa. And maybe they don't use one side of their machine or they're not using it as much. Yeah, I think that's a that's a lot of potential to tap there for sure. Uh, a lot of those machine embroidery customers that, you know, wouldn't consider themselves quilters, but have a thing sitting there in their sewing room that they certainly can use to, to make quilts with in an easier fashion. If they don't enjoy the piecing process of cutting up fabric and this, that, and the other, hey, let the machine do some of this stuff for you. Right. You know, and I know some people, you know, they get discouraged when they uh, maybe they do want to quilt or they want to, you know, make garments or something They, you know, oh, I don't sew well. I can't sew a straight line. Well, the embroidery machine can sew a straight line as long as, you know, it's been digitized as a straight line. Yeah. Oh, that's a neat one. How about garment sewing in the hoop? <laughs> well, you know, some people do doll clothes, but. <laughs> yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. The hoops, the hoops have certainly gotten large enough to make uh, various segments of the garment, right? <laughs> right. I love the big hoops too. I, I look at that hoop as a huge canvas and it's like, what can I make in there? You know, like you said, they're getting, they're bigger and bigger. And it's like pretty soon, you know, you're going to be able to maybe make part of a garment at least in it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, now with, with the long arm quilting machines, basically you can 
embroider or, or do electronic designs across the whole width of a, of a Dern quilt now. Right. I know people can't see the quilt behind me, but um, my friend did that. She just got a long arm and she's using machine embroidery designs in her long arm to quilt things. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, the technology has has changed so dramatically. It's pretty cool. We like it because it takes a lot of our products to make those things. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What what are you working on right now, Reen? What are you sewing uh, right now that you'd like to share? Well, you know, I just put out a few new designs on my website recently, but I'm also, I am a Shannon Fabrics brand ambassador. So I have been working on, there's a series of five blog posts that I've been doing. So I just finished that up. I've got a collaboration with someone else that I'm working on that I've got to, you know, get these things done and sewn just, you know, and actually there are a few other collaborations that I got to do too. So that's kind of taking my time up right now at this point. I do want to create a few more purse designs in the near future I got to kind of get out from underneath a few deadlines I'm I'm under right now. <laughs> Esky deadlines. Yep. So how about this? When you aren't sewing, what might we find Reen doing with her spare time? What, what do you enjoy doing outside of, of sewing in your business? Well, you know, I used to love to garden. And that's probably part of where my business name came from, Embroidery Garden, because I always had a huge flower garden, which was an influence from my mother-in-law. And when I started, you know, though traveling and teaching, my huge garden kind of started getting a little weedy (laughs) (laughs) and um, I couldn't keep up with it. And so we did kind of dig it up and, you know, have sod put down over that, you know, so I did, I used to love to garden. We have since moved and now we just got a pool put in and, you know, the backyard all done. So that's going to be a big thing coming up here is you're just spending time outside. I've got the two grandsons, you know, spending time with them, you know, doing things. Um, you know, I like just basically being outside. That's just all. anything outside, whether it's walking, hiking, you know, anything like that. Fantastic. What's well, the time of year for it now, right? Yeah, well, we're still... <laughs> This has been a bad spring here in Northern Indiana. Um, so we're really looking forward to, you know, some, some nice summer weather coming in. Yeah. It's just been a little warm here, so you can have some of ours. <laughs> Are you in Louisiana? <laughs> no, actually, I, I am from South Louisiana, but no, I'm, we're outside of Atlanta. Our, our offices are about 25 miles north of Atlanta. Okay. I saw that flirtedly behind you. I thought, yeah, no, Louisiana. I, I am a Saints fan. That is my, that. <laughs> If you can tell, that is actually, Eric Drexler gave that to me. That is 100% uh, free motion embroidered. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about, I don't know, I'd say that's like 15 inches tall by 15 inches wide. So it's a, it, there's a lot of stitches in that thing, <laughs> all free motion. Oh, man. And things like that are keepsakes. Yeah, Absolutely. You can't see it, but on my opposite wall, I have an LSU quilt hanging on the wall. It's like a queen size quilt that was given to me as a gift from Joyce Drexler, actually. And um, just a really, really pretty quilt. Well, I always like to ask this question uh, to kind of wrap up the episode. And um, I'm always, you know, you're in this industry as a, as a business owner and, and selling things just like we are. But 
you know, I always say that we're really not selling threads and stabilizers and embroidery designs or machines or fabric, but what we're really selling is this feeling that the creator gets from making something, the feeling of accomplishment, of pride. Um, uh, Would you agree with that? And and if so, you know, how has that viewpoint sort of impacted your own sewing journey? Oh, definitely. You know, it's giving people the opportunity to be able to create something and be proud of what they made and, you know, give it, like it enough and be proud of it enough to give it as a gift to someone or to sell it. You know, I've had people start their own businesses, you know, with my designs because they turn out so nice. They have the opportunity that they can now make money from, you know, selling their finished products and stuff. And it, it does make you feel good that, you know, during the time I was teaching and traveling, people coming up to me and, you know, just telling me, you know, how much they enjoyed, you know, stitching my designs and, you know, that they were able to make their grandkids happy because, you know, they made something special for them or, you know, they made their mother something and, you know, she really loved it or, you know, whatever. It does make you feel really good that, you know, that people enjoy what you do as much as you enjoy creating it. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have said it much better. It's fun to watch people create. As a younger person, this is my 28th year in this business. And as a younger person, a lot of my friends, you know, like you're what kind of business are you in? It's like, well, yeah, the sewing, home sewing, embroidery, quilting. And it's like, wow, people still do that. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of really cool people in this industry and we're selling products that people don't have to have. They want them and they do really neat things with them that make them feel good. And uh, there's not much better feeling than that, providing those kinds of things to people knowing that they're enjoying doing things with your products, not that they have to do something with your products. So, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people, they just enjoy taking that time for themselves And, you know, sitting down and sewing something or, you know, using their embroidery machine to make something or embellish something. And, you know, they they just take pride in it and they love it and they want to share it with everyone else too. Yeah, that's keyword there. They this industry is full of those people, both on the business side of things, but the consumer side, they love to share and help each other and teach each other. So well, dang, Reen, I've enjoyed talking to you today. I I, I'm I'm baffled that we've never met before uh, on the road somewhere, but uh, maybe we'll see each other somewhere down the road here and uh, get a chance to to talk face to face. Appreciate you coming on today and and um, telling our customers all about yourself. Well, thanks for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So if people would like, if uh, listeners would like to learn more about you, they can find that information at embroiderygarden.com. Correct. Correct. And so all of your designs, uh, teaching engagements, virtual classes, uh, all of those things can be found from that same website, correct? Right. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Reen. And until we see each other on the road, uh, you take care. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Why So With Sulky. Give us a rating or a review and be sure to shop your favorite Sulky products, including threads, stabilizers, kits, and more at sulky.com.